We are the champions. We are... But the champions of what? Of fertility. At 1.83 children per woman, France is the fertility world champion of its category. Yes! Well, it's like boxing. They are the heavyweights of fertility, Niger, with seven children per woman, and other categories. Ours is the category of the real rich countries. What is a real rich country? It is a country whose wealth is not confiscated by an oligarchy governing a poor and uneducated society. A real rich country, like France or the United Kingdom, owes its wealth to its culture, its genius, and, <clears throat> well, to colonization and slavery. That's true too. Okay, moving on. Among these countries, France, with a fertility of 1.83 in 2021, is champion. Almost. There is, on the planet, only one real rich country with a fertility rate of almost three. Come on, try to guess. I'll give you three chances. No, that's not it. A clue? It's a country plagued by geopolitical tensions. Nope, not that one. A second clue? Religion plays a super important part in that country. What, still nothing? Okay, one more. The dominant religion in this country is Judaism. Ah, bravo? You're an amazing audience. Allow me, for the moment, to leave Israel aside. I'll talk about it later in another episode. In the category of real rich countries that are not Israel, France is the world champion. We didn't get there by chance. Hi, my name is David Duhamel. I'm a professor of economics at Parsons Paris and an adjunct professor at Sciences Po Paris. I tell stories of the world we're living in and even more about the world to come. A childless world. Winston Churchill said, In England, everything is permitted except what is forbidden. In Germany, everything is forbidden except what is permitted. In France, everything is allowed, even what is prohibited. It is this love of freedom, this rebellious spirit, that explains, in my opinion, the French success in terms of fertility. Let's go back. 1789. France is at the top of the world. It is the country of the Enlightenment, of human rights, of Voltaire and Rousseau. Well, economically, we are way behind, especially compared to the United Kingdom, which has started its industrial revolution. But culturally, we're at the top. Incidentally, France is the third most populated country in the world, tied with Russia. Far, very far behind China and India, but still the third, equal to Russia. And yet, Russia, which went through a revolution, famines, two bloody world wars, and a salty shock therapy in the 90s, has today 146 million inhabitants, against 68 only in France. And the UK, which was half as populated in 1800 as France, has the same population today. If we had made the same demographic transition as the UK, there would be 200 million French people today. What happened in France? Well, 
on the whole planet, it is in France that women started having fewer children. In all other European countries, demographic transition began with a decrease in mortality while fertility remained high, hence a massive increase in population, not in France. France, which was neither the richest nor the most educated country, started before anyone else to have fewer children. Why? In a word, the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment shone first and brightest in France, which had a direct influence on the number of children per woman. That is what American historians George Alter and Gregory Clark suggest. It was in France first that the use of contraception became socially acceptable. As a result, in the 19th century, France stagnated demographically while the UK and Germany grew rapidly. And in 1900, France had the sad privilege of having the lowest fertility rate in the world at 2.8 children per woman. Today, the lowest is 0.8. We really are entering a childless world. After the First World War, a real natalist policy was put in place. Even if we had to wait for the baby boom to see a recovery, the important idea here is that public natalist policy is natural in France. We are used to it. Our zeitgeist says we need children and it is the government's job to create favorable conditions for a robust birth rate through subsidies, taxations, childcare, etc. This kind of effort takes generations to bear fruit. It started a century ago in France. Think about China, which only seven years ago applied the one-child policy and since 2021 is begging for its citizens to have three kids. Today, France is not the country that helps parents the most. Our system is generous, but not as generous as the Scandinavian ones. Yet, our fertility is superior. And the reason, in my opinion, lies in the superiority of our female model. I'm a chauvinist, I admit. The great strength of France is the French woman. Not necessarily the real French woman, mind you, but rather the ideal French woman. In a nutshell, Catherine Deneuve. This fascinating ideal woman excels in everything, and she is our best export product a fact that the French luxury industry is keenly aware of. This French woman, she's beautiful, she is strong, chic, she is bewitching. She works, of course, and of course she has children. The norm in France is that a working woman does not stop to take care of her children. She juggles. In Germany, until recently, Habenmutter was used to describe the working mother, the raven mother the bad mother. It is also in France that it is most acceptable to have a child outside marriage. This cultural model makes our country the best equipped to continue having children. And yet, French fertility is decreasing. From 2.03 in 2010 to 1.83 in 2021. France is no longer exceptional but still doing better than any other real rich country that is not Israel. Let's have a look. I have already talked about rich Asia plus China, where the situation is catastrophic. In Northern Europe, despite a strong welfare state and sometimes better gender equality than France, Scandinavians 
are at 1.7, the Dutch and the Brits at 1.6. In Central Europe, they're a little lower, at 1.5 in Germany. The problem in Germany is that they have been low for a long time, so there is a cumulative effect. Every year, there are about 200,000 more deaths than births in Germany, a deficit that is easily compensated with immigration. For Southern Europe, Italy, Spain and Portugal, it's a disaster, 1.3 on average. They too compensate with immigration, but they also suffer from emigration. Their youth, especially the most highly educated part of it, aspires to live elsewhere. Another way to put it is to look at population forecasts for the end of the century. In Europe, no one is doing better than France and the UK, as their populations should remain unchanged. For Germany, it's not so good. It will go from 84 million today to 66. For Italy, Spain, Portugal and Greece, it's a disaster. It's Japan. They are losing half their populations. Make no mistake about it. When a country loses half its population, it means that the age pyramid is reversed. Only old people are left. What about Eastern Europe? Same or worse. Weak fertility and mass emigration. According to the IHME, if the population of Western Europe will fall by 14%, the population of Central and Eastern Europe will fall by half. Bulgaria is living off the worst-case scenario. A kind of preview of what awaits the rest of Southern and Eastern Europe. Bulgaria's population fell from 9 to 7 million since the Berlin Wall fell, a decrease that is mostly due to emigration. But Bulgarians who leave are young. They will have their kids elsewhere. And Bulgarian cities have continued to grow. So it is the Bulgarian rural world, the countryside, that already lost 60% of its population compared to the middle of the 20th century. Rural decline. It's hard for me to say rural for some reasons. Rural decline is a vicious circle. Not enough children, no schools, no young people moving in, Withering tax bases, fewer services. A spiral of emptiness. Desertification is well underway. But Bulgaria, which stands at 7 million people today, down from 9 40 years ago, is expected to shrink to 2.5 by the end of the century. Meaning it will be largely empty. This disaster scenario is taking place in Bulgaria, but is Germany where 2,000 schools have been closed since 1990, is not spared. Nor is Russia, where 20,000 villages have been abandoned and 36,000 others have less than 10 inhabitants. And in Italy, it is possible to buy houses for one euro in exchange for a commitment to live there for a few years. This also means that wildlife is thriving and will blossom even more in Europe. More than 20,000 wolves are roaming around already and I'm not counting the Russian army. The same goes for bears, deers, bisons, whatever. The forest is reclaiming the land. To sum up, in Europe, fertility is higher in the north than in the south and in the west than in the east. Fertility is higher where religious practice is lower and gender equality is better achieved. What about North America? In the US, Fertility, which used to be higher than its European counterpart, is now collapsing. 
from 2.1 in 07, the fertility fell to 1.6 in 2021. In 2021, the US population experienced its smallest increase since it was first measured and is expected to remain stable between now and 2100, only thanks to immigration. The explanation for the decline in American fertility is the same as elsewhere. Although two researchers, Jordan Nickerson of MIT and David Solomon of Boston College, blame car seats. In their opinion, as soon as it became mandatory to use them, since cars can only accommodate two, families adjusted. In the US, non-Hispanic whites live like they would in Japan. They have the same fertility. In Canada, the fertility rate is 1.4. What unites Europe and North America in this story is the importance that immigration will play in their future, an adjustment variable that does not exist in Asia. We'll talk about immigration again soon. To sum up, Europe and North America are in a dire situation with important differences among countries. Of this group, France is a champion. As an overly proud chauvinistic French, allow me to celebrate that France is the champion of the real rich countries that are not Israel. This 1.83 children per woman says differently what Churchill said before. In France, everything is allowed, even what is prohibited. It is allowed to have children without getting married. It is allowed to be a working mother. And for this, let's thank Catherine Deneuve. This is the end of this episode of A Childless World dedicated to France. In the next episode, like salt and pepper, we will talk about sex. Follow me in this new childless world. Subscribe, like, put up some stars. It helps. And if you like what you're hearing, share it with people you like. And if you don't, share it anyway with people you loathe.